Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Growing Up is Overrated podcast. My name is Jen, and I'm here with my friend and co-host, T. Lately, we have both been feeling nostalgic about our past selves. Thinking about how far we have come has spurred thoughts about what we wish we had known at the beginning of our adult journeys. Hindsight is always 2020, and perhaps some of you out there can learn from our experiences. So, dear 18-year-old me, here is some advice. Now, into the podcast. Hi, T. How's it going? Hello, Jen. It's gone all right. How about you? I'm good. It's been... We're in January. We're in 2022 mm-hmm. now. It's kind of surreal and weird, but it's rolling. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I guess... I don't know. I don't know that 2022 sounds as crazy as I thought it would um, I think 2020 was definitely like, oh my gosh, what, where are we? Are we in fallout? <laughs> <laughs> um, should we have our bunkers? Uh, you know, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, no, I, f- I feel pretty good about, um, about, like, what this year has to offer. You know, I'm always, uh... I feel like a lot of people think that January is, like, depressing. (laughs) Um, And I get that. Like, a lot of people are like, it's the Monday of months. (laughs) Um, Like, I had a coworker say that, and I was like, yeah, (laughs) I feel that. But um, I think that, like, for a lot of people, um, like that period that just that's that pre-spring period late winter is just challenging like it's just challenging for people there's like especially in america there's like not a lot of holidays um like that you get time off for um like you're not even guaranteed to have president's day off or like mlk day or like any of those like you know it's just this long slog between New Year's and Memorial Day. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And so I just feel like everyone gets really, like, bleh, like, weighed down. Um, yeah, we're still... I find the... Sorry, I, I, find the, I find the quietness, like, good. Like, it's good for me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, my birthday's in January, so I'm a little partial to liking January more than most mm. people. Um but, like, as we approach the end of January, it's like, wow, we've been a month into this new year already. And as usual, it doesn't feel any different. Like, um, yeah. I always want things to mean more than they do. Like, I want symbolic things to mean more. Like, oh, we're in a new year. But it doesn't really mean anything. It's just another day, you know? Like, well, it's another I mean- year. It's another, like, but, like, as... I've been looking back lately and thinking about like, wow, I'm 24, just turned 24. Like I've been in quote unquote adult now for six years. And man, am I a different person than I was six years ago. Yeah. To me, that's the funniest thing about being like 18 being like when you're an adult. Because um, so in human development this is actually called like the time 
frame of like 18 to like 24 or 5 is emerging adulthood which i think is perfect a perfect example like uh explanation and like name for that period of time because like it's it's almost like a second puberty <laughs> in a sense like you're you're figuring yourself out on a new level from any other time like like you have like your first stage of like first puberty <laughs> you know like the the main puberty that people think of like when you're a teen and mm-hmm. um that comes with all of its own social issues and body issues and mental health issues and like just new things you're experiencing and then you're kind of thrown out into the sea of adulthood (laughs) in a sense and some of us are you know are kind of hit with a like more of a reality up front like more like 18 or 20 years old but like a lot of us end up a lot of us end up realizing that, like, when we are, um, after, after college or, like, uh, if you don't go to college, then, like, kind of your mid-twenties are really where, like, things kind of pick up and they start clicking and you, like, start building up those blocks and stuff. Um, but mm-hmm. I feel like in society, it kind of, they kind of sell you the idea that, like, that stuff happens <laughs> when you're, like, 18. <laughs> Um, yes and it just takes time totally like when i was 18 years old i thought i had the world figured out Mm -hmm. i thought i understood where what my place was in it and what i was going to do in it sort of i was still like i don't really know what i want to do with my life which of course i didn't know what i wanted to do with my life i was 18 years old but like i thought that i understood my place in society like okay um i am a young person i'm going to school i'm gonna study i'm gonna get a degree i'm gonna get a job i'm gonna move i'm gonna live on my own and i thought that it was all gonna be that easy mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was not <laughs> no it was not easy yeah that's that's interesting that you you say that that was like your idea of what uh like what you were your place in society was was like to do like go to school, do this, th- like, do these things. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, mine's going to be the same, the same. I broke that down in a weird way. But, <laughs> like, if you, um, because for me, it was like, what is my, what is my overall life purpose? Like, I, you know, like, it was like, I need some philosophical reason that I exist. Um, and, and so I was just like, what is my strength? Like, what, what is something that people come to me for all the time? And advice. Like, advice. Exactly. Yeah, you got it. Like, it's absolutely advice. Um, you know, so it was like, ever since I was really young, I've always been the person that people come to for advice. And, um, you know, so then I was like, oh, yeah, psychology, like, totally psychology. Um, and, but I really loved art at the same time. So I was like, maybe I'm just meant to, like, really make people think with art. I don't know. And so, like, I started with <laughs> art, which I really loved, and I still do love art. But, like, definitely I think that, like, my time and energy can 
offer more to the world through um, actual like mentorship and advising and um, a lot of the stuff that I do now working um, in education. But um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I, I was more of like, like, yeah, I had all those things like the conveyor belt of life, like, you know, school, relationship, marry kids, like, you know, all of that. But, like, it's interesting to me thinking about it because I think that it was almost like I was looking for my calling beyond that, even from a young age. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. Like, I don't want to make it feel like, make it seem like I had it all figured out because I absolutely did not. But I did take (laughs) comfort in the fact that, like, okay, I'm 18 years old. I have my college acceptances. Well, I didn't actually when I turned 18, but you get the point. Um, I knew where I was going to school and I was going to graduate and I was going to do something with my life. Like that I took solace in, even if I didn't know exactly what I was going to do with my life. And of course, Mm -hmm. I sat up and struggled. Like, what do I want to do? Like, how do I want to contribute to the world? Like, and then I realized that like, I don't have to do something that is like, quote unquote, good if that makes sense. Like, I don't have to spend my life doing something for the good of the world if that isn't something that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. You always hear millennials say, I want to make an impact. Exactly. It's like, I don't need to make an impact on the world if that's not something that I want to do. I don't have to go and um, do volunteer work um, or like... Or, like, do something that directly contributes to the good of the planet. Like, if that's not something calling to me. Like, of course, I want to support those ideas. And I want to, like, mm. donate and do things for those causes. But, like, I don't have to make that my life's work if that's not something that particularly interests me. And that was something that, like, I felt really freeing for my own personal soul. Because <laughs> I was like, okay, everything I do in my day-to-day life does not have to be groundbreaking and world-changing. <laughs> I can just be, I can do something. I can do a job that pays me money, that allows me to do things that I want to do. And if it doesn't contribute to the good of society, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think that, like, especially in America, we, we have this, like, idea of our worth being extremely connected to what we do for a living. Mm-hmm. And I think that... Um, that's fine. Obviously, I went that route. <laughs> um, but I think that it's important to also, you know, let, like, 18-year-olds know that it is okay if you want to choose something that is going to give you the financial means to pursue something that you want to do outside of work. Mm -hmm. Like, if you want to be a mass collector, or if you want to, like, you know, do art, you want to take art classes, you want to, I don't know, travel all the time, like, you know, like, those are things you're allowed to... To want. To want and to invest in. Um, and, And if you want those as, like, your main thing that you do in life, or the main thing you get out of your time on this earth... I think that that's totally fine, and I think that, like, people should be more supportive of allowing people to make 
choices for themselves, especially, like, that... The biggest lesson of being 18 and choosing a job is whatever you choose right now does not have to be the end-all be-all and you can change your mind later. (laughs) That's the big, that's the big lesson. That is the big lesson. It's like, you're, you are 18. You don't know, you don't know what you want. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You don't know what the world is. You don't have enough experience to really know what you want. I'm 24 and I still don't really know what I want. Like, yeah, if you... You have the ability to explore. Like, you're young. Pick something that somewhat interests you right now Mm -hmm. and pursue that. If you decide you don't like it, you can change your mind. (laughs) Like, you don't have to stick to what you picked the first time. Right. Unless you want to be, like, a doctor, in which case, like, yeah, you kind of got to, (laughs) like, you got to stick it out for, like, eight years and go to school. Or a lawyer. Like, those are long-time commitments. But most things are not that way. Like, you can mm-hmm. probably change your career path. Like, I got a career... I, I got a career. I got a degree in computer science. I ended up picking that. But you mm-hmm. know what? Like, if I had not done that and I had gotten a degree... My only degree was my American Studies degree for my double majors. And I still wanted to pursue computer science. I could do that on the side now yeah. as a 24-year-old. Like, I could do that if I wanted to. Yeah. There's nothing stopping someone from being older, from changing career paths and learning something new. Yeah. Yeah, like, changing changing career paths is totally doable. Um, it, it's just a different skill set of applying to jobs. Like, when you write resumes and, like, do all that job hunting stuff, like, you can sell your skills however you want to. You can package them however, like, mm-hmm. you know, and if they, if you package them, like... It's not lying. It's, you know, it's just changing the interpretation. Yeah, the perspective. Exactly. Like, it's, um, you know, because a certain skill set, like, can be, uh, like, it can be helpful in many different types of work. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. Like, even a retail job you can spend that to be like i worked on my communication skills like Dude, i yeah yes you know you know i did that mm-hmm. <laughs> you you know i used all of my like customer service like um like you can twist anything mm-hmm. to be in the field to show a skill in the field that you were trying to get yourself into absolutely and that's the real key to career changes but also, like, I want to stress that, like, it's important to go, it's important to grasp opportunity mm. when it's in front of you. And don't think the opportunity is always going to be there. I think that's one of the things that, like, the pandemic has really taught me is that, like, nothing is certain. Sure. <laughs> like, you think that, like, like, three years ago, I never would have thought the world would look like it does right now. No. It was, like, not anywhere in my periphery. Like, I was, like... What do you mean that, like, there could be something that causes me to, like, not be able to travel or be worried about seeing other people or, like, affects, like, financial markets and supply chains in the way that this is? Like, it's, like, changed so much that's fundamental that I thought could never be disrupted. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when you have an opportunity to do something, you should pursue it yeah. and take it. Like, I... Like, I studied abroad, and I'm very happy that I took that opportunity. Because I did consider not doing it. Because I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to be away. Like, 
it's going to be a lot of stress. Um, I'm not going to be pursuing classes that I would if I had stayed on campus. Like, I'm going to get this other opportunity out of it and travel, like, which I really want to do. But, like, is this the best use of my time? Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, if you have something that is a big opportunity, that's a once in a lifetime opportunity, you should do it. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel that way um, about uh, some of some of the research opportunities I had. I took I took one of them. And then that opened the door for another one, which I then was just so overwhelmed with everything that I was doing to try to graduate that I, like, didn't pursue it within the time that I needed to. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, it's one of my biggest regrets. Um, but I just think that, I don't know, it, it's really hard to balance that, like, opportunities being given to you with I've already said yes to so many things <laughs> mm-hmm. like and I'm burnt out and depressed like um, it's about picking which opportunities you want to pursue but right. it's deciding which one of those are the the better opportunities like one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't do internships while in school that was a mistake I should have absolutely yes. pursued internships more Um, I don't think it has hurt me that much in my overall career, but like it would have been easier for me if I had done Mm -hmm. it. And the reason why I didn't do it was basically being lazy. So don't be lazy. (laughs) Like if there is something that can significantly improve your chances later on in life, don't be lazy Um, and just do the thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I always say to... um to high schoolers who I'm mentoring now, like, don't allow current use fears to impede the success of future you. Like, mm-hmm. making decisions out of fear is the one of the worst things you could ever do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sounds a little bit counterintuitive in this case, I think, but, like, you know, like, because you, sometimes you can also make decisions being like, I'm scared, I'm going to miss this opportunity. But I think that that's a different anxiety. Like, mm-hmm. anxiety is helpful until it's not, right? So we're not, ta- I'm, when I'm talking about anxiety here, I'm not talking about anxiety disorder. Um, I'm talking about, like, the actual, like, stress that motivates you to move forward in your life. Because mm-hmm. um, that's, that's on a bell curve. Yeah, because some anxiety is good. You want some push in your life to do things. And anxiety and stress pushes you. It's when it crosses a line that it becomes a problem. Right, because if you don't care, if you don't care about anything, like the outcomes of anything, then why would you do, why would you do anything about it? Why would you have, like, why would you act on momentum and push forward in momentum? That doesn't... Exactly. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I'm always, it's, it's really, it is really challenging to, like, not, um, not scare yourself and not, like, allow adults, older adults to scare you. Mm-hmm. But if it's an opportunity, like, you know, it's a door, take it. <laughs> like, yeah. literally just take it. Listen to advice from other people that have more life experience than you. Ooh. But also okay. understand that they might not have your best interests in mind you want to 
you want to probe people who you think actually want the best for you. And that mm-hmm. means un- trusting, only giving out that trust to certain people. <laughs> for example, your academic advisor at your college. Yes, they have an incentive to help you, but they mostly want you to graduate. <laughs> like their goal is to get you to graduate with some degree of some kind so that the school looks good. So you have to understand that that's their goal when they're talking to you. And you have to have your own goals of what you want. <laughs> and so you have to take their advice with a grain of salt to understand that what their goals are in the conversation. Your parents yeah. also have individual goals for you <laughs> that yep. you have to understand what they are. And if they don't align with yours, then you shouldn't take your adv- their advice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like you, you don't want to take advice from people on something that don't have the desired outcome like necessarily like unless it's like the reason why I don't have your desired outcome is because I didn't do x (laughs) then consider that advice but if it's just like you can't do this because like that's not the kind of people that we are or like you know like kind of naysay advice of like you can't accomplish x thing because for whatever reason um like self-limiting advice i just don't i i don't i'm not here for that (laughs) absolutely so like you shouldn't take that advice but there are lots of people in the world who have more life experience than a young adult who can give you valuable advice these people can be mentors um professors um family if your family is supportive but you just got to recognize you got to parse out the good advice from the bad advice yeah sometimes you need advice on what advice to take (laughs) and that is totally fine to probe other people that i got this piece (laughs) of advice do you think this works and they're like no um so it's just there's a lot of things to consider when being an adult and this comes back to my experiences of being um, coming from a privileged background, mm-hmm. um, money is real. <laughs> money has consequences. And mm-hmm. you have to take time to understand how money functions in your world. Yeah. Yeah, money is also a tool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you can you can make it work for you or you can let it own you (laughs) Mm -hmm. um like or you can even like i think it's really easy to fall into the trap of being like well i don't have money so i might as well do something to make me happy with the little money that i have and then you like do something wasteful and you regret it Mm -hmm. um i think that like especially in today's world where we're constantly being bombarded with ads. Um, Even if you think it's not an ad, a lot of the times it is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to not end up on a shop website. Like, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's really hard to not like with how much more rapid trends are, if you're into fashion it's really hard to not like just spend way too much on clothes or on technology or 
like whatever it is and just overconsumption is just right there on at our fingertips like video games Ama- video games video games <laughs> amazon like literally any fast fashion company <laughs> mm-hmm. um you know food. like it's just for me it's like fast f- yeah food, food yeah. like every every place has an app and then you have the app on your phone so it makes it easier to order and then it like bombards you with ads and then you hopefully you turn them off but like sometimes they get turned back on when you do like a system update or whatever but like aside from that it's important to to acknowledge that eye candy is not necessary (laughs) you don't need those things like you can take a breath (laughs) and not Mm -hmm. just purchase everything because it's cute yeah you have to take control over your wants because there's nothing wrong with wanting things. I think sometimes, yeah. like, when, when money is talked about, money gets this, like, bad connotation of, like, wanting mm-hmm. things is, like, evil in some way. And, like, you shouldn't want things that you don't need. Like, you can want things. It's just a question of figuring out, do I really want the thing? And taking the time to digest that purchase before you actually buy it. <laughs> and deciding yeah. if it's really worth it. Yeah, I've I have a new rule, which is like, you know, if I end up on a shopping site and I like fill my cart up with a bunch of cute things or whatever, then I it has to sit there for a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. and I cannot buy it right away <laughs> because if I just throw a bunch of stuff in my cart and order it, then all of a sudden I have all this stuff and I don't even wear half of it. <laughs> And, like, that idea that I was going to wear this cute dress to, like, a picnic that I'll never have, like, <laughs> is, <laughs> like, like, you know, mm-hmm. that'll come down. That, 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 that initial dopamine of that I had when I first saw how cute X dress was or whatever will die down and I'll, be, I'll come to my senses and be like, you know what, I don't really need this. And I do that in real stores, too. I'll, like, have something in my hand and the longer it's in my hand... The more likely I'm probably to put it down, unless I really, really, really love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that's kind of a reaction to me really diving into the KonMari method and being like, "Does this thing bring me immense joy?" <laughs> like, you know, if I continue to look at this, will does this make me happy? just for a second or does this like really sing to my heart like and that sounds kind of heavy so like some people may not understand that (laughs) but as somebody who is just extremely heart-led like certain objects just absolutely sing to me they visually speak to me um and it really does make my heart happy when I look at them (laughs) and so having a beautiful space is really important but like if I have too many things that don't fit in with that then that impacts me negatively mm-hmm. so i don't know no i totally like consumerism is hard and we did do a whole episode on consumerism a couple episodes ago if you want to go l- listen to that but um like just money like, when i was 18 i didn't have a real concept of what money was if that makes sense hmm. money was a thing that existed that I had that I could purchase things with. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like 
since I didn't have a job to earn it, it was just a thing that I had. And like, I don't think I consciously knew that this is what I thought it was, but like, I kind of thought of money as this thing that I was entitled to. Like, like I was entitled to a certain amount of money that I just had for reasons. Like, I did have a job. Like, I did do summer jobs, like, in high school. Like, last year of high school, I had a summer job, and I earned money at it. But, like, I don't think I have I had the same relationship to it that I do now and understand that, like, the way the money makes the world go round. Like, that's really true. Like, I work for my yeah. money. I get money in my bank account. I use it to pay my rent and my utilities and my other bills and therefore I work to earn money to live in the place that I'm living (laughs) like I don't think I really understood that cycle (laughs) yeah like that it really like in order to have your dreams you have to like that's part of the work that you have to do to get your dreams it's not just like you know finishing your degree or whatever like Mm -hmm. and even that takes money but like it is also doing things and making conscious choices of how you distribute your money to then like go forward and be able to invest into things that are going to give you the dream you want like if you want a house you have to be smart with your money (laughs) if you yep if you if you want a kid that like if you want to have children and or like a nice marriage like or sorry not a marriage but if you want to have a nice wedding and you want to spend you know you want to have it look anywhere close to the things that you see on pinterest and whatever you're probably going to have to you know save up for that money and or save up for that wedding but like you know you're gonna have to save up for for to be able to provide for your kids in the way that you're going to want to if you want kids like, mm-hmm. just because you can have kids doesn't mean that, like, you're in a financial place to have them right now. <laughs> like, these are, these are, like, the realities that I just, I think that a lot of people think, like, well, because everybody does it, or quote-unquote everybody, like, that means that I'm just entitled to be able to do that thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, it takes more than just existing <laughs> to be able to be successful at different parts of life does that make sense yeah totally i that's really what i was trying to hint at is that like unfortunately like we live in the united states which has determined that to have the bare necessities of life you have to earn it (laughs) there are places around the world that are not as strict about this as the u.s is but that's where we live and so we have to prove that we are deserving of our own existence and deserving of our own money and lifestyle like yeah which is kind of messed up it is but but that is the world that we live in and 18 year old me did not fully realize that like 18 year old me was living in a fantasy world where um just because she wanted something she thought she could have it eventually like with a little bit of work and it's like no no you don't understand like this like you're still living in a like you're living in the bubble you you haven't broken out of your bubble yet well i think like the the real like broken down like version of this advice i think is like you don't just age into 
a goal. Correct. <laughs> like, you don't just say, like, I want to be X thing or have X thing. And then you're like, well, I'm a certain age. Now it's time and I have this thing. <laughs> like that's Exactly. Like, exactly. What it's like, it's like, I thought when I turned 22 and graduated, that I was like, I'm going to move out. And I'm going to have a job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what work are you going to put in to get that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it's not just going to fall into your plate. Like, you have to work for it. Yeah. And put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many people in this world. Like, how, how are the people who have the opportunities going to know you exist unless you put yourself out there? Mm-hmm. Um... And I think that really moves into a conversation about self-worth, um, mm-hmm. which is something that I think is really hard for a lot of people, like acknowledging that you are worth what you say you're worth, essentially, like, but you yeah. have to put... You have to put that out there. Like, you have to say, like, I'm worth a raise (laughs) right now because, and you have to prove it. I'm worth a raise because I offer this company organization X, Y, Z. This is how I've done that. Like, you have to, like, you have to advocate for yourself and, like, you have to provide proof. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. But, like, you are worth, like... You're worth what yourself. you say you are. And yeah, that like, that's true in relationships as well as, like, yes. financial stuff. Like, you have to determine your own self-worth mm-hmm. and the way that people treat you. Only mm-hmm. you can decide how people treat you and if you accept it. <laughs> yep. And that's really important. Because <laughs> yeah. if you are getting mistreated, no one's going to stop it except for you. <laughs> Like, you have to yeah. take steps to realize that, like, hey, this relationship isn't what I want it to be. Um, I am worth more than this. Therefore, I'm going to make this stop. <laughs> Whether that be reaching out, like, to other people or cutting off a relationship. Like, of course, if there's something more serious going on, like, more serious abuse, then, like, you can't just easily make it stop. But you still have to recognize yeah. that you are worth more than the situation that you're in. Yeah. Yeah, you have to you have to stop making excuses for the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be in in romantic relationships. That can be in job situations. Like that can be in family. You know, like yeah, there's like, so many things. Any any relationship you have with any human, um, mm-hmm. like you have to. I I kind of have started calling this like the terms of condition, like the. The terms terms and conditions. of conditions. Yeah, terms and conditions of a relationship. <laughs> like, if both parties have not signed the same agreement, like, you're not even operating on a real contract there. <laughs> like, to, you know, like, you have to sign the same the same terms and conditions. Um, and mm-hmm. if you don't communicate those terms and conditions to somebody to somebody you're in a relationship with. They're not going to know if they're stepping over their boundary, over those boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like one thing that uh, we've really um, founded our relationship on is being open 
and communicating mm. when something is bothering either one of us to the other person. And yeah. that is like such a huge weight <laughs> off of the shoulders of the relationship because you're not looking for the other person to like figure it out <laughs> that they've said something that bothers you. Like right. you are well, taking you- the reins and being like, look, I trust our relationship enough to know that this situation is bothering me and I want us to fix it. Yeah, well, and you're, you know, like, it allows for both parties to come into the relationship and say, like, you know, I don't want, um, I don't want to lie to you about who I am and, like, how I feel about things. Like, I think that, like, people think that they have to put on their best face for everybody all the time. Mm-hmm. And the reality of it is you're not going to feel connected with people unless you're being authentic with them. Totally. If you go into a relationship and, like, you're wearing a mask, they're wearing a mask, if anybody is wearing a mask, like, you're you're not going to feel that authentic connection because you're not not being being authentic. authentic. (laughs) So, like, you know, I just don't, I really hate the idea that, like, it's been sold that, like, when you're dating somebody like put on your put on your best face you know for the first for the first few dates and like even unt- until you finally like hook and sink them and you get married or like you yeah know, it's like, like why would you do that like then you're lying then you're not being who you are like yeah, why would you want to be with someone who you don't know who they are and they don't know who you are you're literally like emotionally cat like personality catfishing them like why why would you do that it makes no sense. Like, I want to be with people who know me and yeah. like me for who I am, not for the person that I'm performing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I, I think that like the foundation of like, you know, if something's bothering us, we say it is like, we are confident in the fact that we want to be friends and that we have things to offer each other as friends like and so whatever we do or say to each other like you can't say the wrong thing to the wrong person mm-hmm. or to the right person sorry i was i was like wrong... i was confused <laughs> <laughs> you can't say the right thing to the you can't say the wrong thing to the right person there we go there you go <laughs> Mm-hmm. My brain is like not working today. Um But no, I totally but, see what yeah. you're saying. Like if if both parties are in agreement that they want to make a relationship work and they want to be open with the other, then saying things shouldn't be out of the question. Yeah. Like you should be willing to talk about basically absolutely anything and yeah. any kind of behavior just to like make something work. The other thing is right. like conflict is inevitable Mm -hmm. you will always experience conflict it might not be serious conflict but if you are experiencing conflict with another human being or a situation that you're in you need to recognize that it's conflict come up with a solution for said conflict because no one's going to fix it other than you yeah that's like one of the biggest lessons is like no mom and dad are not going to swoop in and fix things for you (laughs) Yeah. Like, you're an adult. Like, you have to fo- solve your own problems. Because <laughs> no yeah, one's going having... to care except for you. Yeah, like, the situations when, 
when I was in high school and like I would be like mom they're treating me this way and then she'd be like they're not treating my baby that way <laughs> she mm-hmm. goes in and she's like talking to every teacher or like every coach or like whatever like whoever it is like trying to figure out who she can talk to to lawnmower <laughs> out of my way like you know I appreciate that she was caring enough about me and my feelings that she like wanted to help. But in the end, I didn't learn conflict resolution. I just learned to ask somebody to do it for me. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, like it's, uh, you know, it's okay that that happened. I can't change it. But in the end, like you have to take accountability for your part in every relationship and every interaction with people. Correct. Like, I had a conflict with a history teacher in high school. And, like, first, my mom told me to fix it myself. She's like, you have to talk to him and sort this out. Like, about, like, this grade or something that I was unhappy with. Or the fact they didn't, like, recommend me for AP US history or something. Like, but she's like, you have to handle it. And, like, and then I went back and I talked to him and I handled it. Like... Mm-hmm we still had conflict and he still didn't recommend me for the class and I went against his wishes <laughs> but like I went and talked to him about it myself like and yeah. like there were other situations that they swooped in and saved and like quote unquote saved me like and I didn't have mm. to do it but like little things like that where it's like you realize that like okay I've got to handle the world my on my own especially college stuff like college conflicts like my parents were like we're never getting involved we are never calling the school we're never going to do anything like if you want if you want anything to happen like you have to do it yourself you're an adult oh my gosh my new story okay this is gonna be really short Mm -hmm. there there was i had a coworker who um she had a disagreement with the boss and Mm -hmm. um her dad came down and like yelled at our boss and this woman was like 40 years old Wait, the dad of a 40-year-old co-worker came and yeah. yelled at the boss? Yeah. Wow. Isn't okay. that crazy? Like, yes. That can <laughs> that kind of stuff can happen at any age. Like, that's, like, it, you have to take account- accountability for, like, growing up and not allowing your parents to continue to baby you as you grow up. Mm-hmm. Like, that is something that, um, you know, like, I ended up at a certain point saying, like, Mom and Dad, I'm going to pay for X bill now like you know and they were like oh wow because i feel like a lot of people would normally just be like okay mom and dad like go ahead and pay for that until you kick me off (laughs) but i was like (laughs) i want to be like financially independent as much as i can be so i'm taking over this bill now Mm -hmm. um and i you know and i did i i feel like you know it really started teaching them you know what t's grown up now like she can she can handle herself and like we don't need to come to her rescue anymore like mm-hmm. i think especially as the baby of the family like i feel like i really had to like help them understand that totally but like just understanding that like you are responsible for your own conflicts no one's yes. going to care other than you like, you need to take charge yeah. is one of the fundamental things that I really had, like, just learned hard. 
as I have grown up these past six years. Can't believe it's been that long. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's funny. It's funny how like each time we go to like the next level of career or like independence or like whatever that is like we uh like we we learn this all over again but to the next level (laughs) you know um -hmm. like you just you learn to to handle yourself better hopefully um and you learn to interact with the world in different ways yes and understanding that just because you learned something when you lived at your parents' house doesn't mean that you have to keep doing that as an adult. Like you can right. make up your own mind about how you think, what you do, even as basic as how you grocery shop. <laughs> like yeah. you can change things <laughs> and become your own person. Yep. <laughs> I can bag my groceries how I want. Yeah, mom. <laughs> <laughs> so i think that just about wraps up our conversation so t what is your silver lining this month you know i think just in general i just feel like really proud of myself um you know like i've been really busy and um i think i've been handling it on a whole new level and I just think that like I have to give myself kudos for just being that next level of myself um mm-hmm. and I you know just I just hope to continue and to not have it just be a phase like you know I'm just I just have to shout myself out for being just being good <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's not like a full of yourself thing that's like literally just got to give yourself kudos so you know i'm just i'm just proud of myself for being me (laughs) but yeah what about you jen uh mine's a bit more superficial um i've started playing a game that i stopped a few months ago and yes i'm having a good time with it um it's kind of like baby's first mmo but you know what i'm enjoying it anyway nostalgia nostalgia and it's just reminding me to like do things that I find enjoyable because like I often fall into the trap of thinking that like video games are wasted time if that makes sense like I should be doing something more productive with my time but like if I enjoy playing video games then like that is a productive use of my time because I'm enjoying it and I'm having fun like Mm -hmm. I don't have to be doing something that's quote-unquote productive like going on a walk or like all the time like and feeling guilty about the time that I spend doing things that I enjoy. And that is really what my silver lining is, is just like trying to get better at not being mad at myself for doing things that I like to do. Absolutely. I think that's a great takeaway. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, thank you for listening to this month's episode. If you want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, we can be found at, at guio.pod. New episodes are released on the first Tuesday of every month. Please subscribe and leave us a review because it really helps us out. We hope you'll continue to listen to us talk about our lives and hopefully learn something about yourselves too. And remember, growing up is overrated.